Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. of the once great gang. This is the most our faultiest screw up ever, Scoob. There's gotta be some way that we can prove that we actually belong in the gang. And now it's up to Shaggy and Scooby to save us all. We're gonna die! Stay positive! We're gonna die quickly! We need to come up with a plan. I wish once <gasps> we could be heroes. Heroes. Let's split up and search for clues. He stole my thing that I say. This is tied for the most terrifying day of my life. Tied with what? Every other freaking day of my life. Fred, bring it. He brought it. Daphne. I enjoy being a girl. Shaggy. I'm buff. <laughs> Velma. Who's your mommy? And Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Don't do anything to attract attention. Hello, baby. I think Coolsville sucks. And I'm Sebastian. I only trust the facts. I'm Andy Schossler. You were a dude this whole time, but we cuddled. And I'm Jordan. <laughs> and welcome to our review of Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. So there's the energy that was missing last time, right? Because this is the good one. We've all agreed this is the good one of the two, right? It's the better one. No, it's not. I'm joking. No, absolutely I was not. obviously joking, Andrew. <laughs> It's the better one. You know how when you have- I'm very a, interested to hear your reasoning behind this. Is this well, you, know how, you know how when you have a broom, that is when you grab it by the end of it, to get it to the floor, you still have to bend over a little bit. This one is a slightly longer broom. Ooh. You still have to do sweeping with it, but at least you're not having to bend over 
in order to do it. And um, out of the, in this comparison, that's what makes it better. Is a good movie like a vacuum cleaner, or is a good movie like somebody else doing it for you? What's the reference point? Just so I want to see. I'm, I'm trying good to get a scale going here. Steam <laughs> a, a good movie is is a cleaner that uh, that comes in. Okay. The, Andrew, I would like you to commit to this being your rating scale from now sure. on. Like, sure. we go, I want to go review. In a couple of weeks' time, we're doing the original Halloween film, and I want your review to be like, it's like a, a group of gardeners came to no, my house. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to make the analogy for whether a film is good or bad based on the how the floor is cleaned. Right? <laughs> Thank you. I get that. Great. Well, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, the film that I asked for. Here it is. It's not painful. It's not you walking around your whole house with a with a dustpan and 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 a little little brush. That's that's a painful film. This isn't painful. So, but last film wasn't a what well, you want dustpan on your knees. Or no, it's no, it's a slightly shortened. We're talking brooms now. Broom so. that you have yeah. to bend over. It's uncomfortable to do, it's and you don't want to do it. And yeah, that's exactly right. This one, at least, you're moderately comfortable, but you still have to do all the sweeping yourself. Okay, that's fine. I'm I'm really hoping <laughs> we can all commit to this because there's a bit. See, um, to me, I feel like. This film is like a, a larger kind of vacuum that I've got to plug in and cart around my apartment. Whereas the first film is a like a Dyson. Yeah, one of those handheld <laughs> Dyson things, yeah. The Terminator is a topless maid. So not only is all the cleaning done for you, but, boobs. but you actually like watching it happen as well. There's boobs, <laughs> that's what we need. Okay, and what's the, have we done a film that's like what you would consider to be like the worst case scenario? What is the worst film we've ever reviewed? Oh my god! Uh, have a, you guys seen Money Plane? No, that's not pretty as bad. Yet. That's pretty not bad. Yet. <laughs> I don't think we've ever like we've done on the show though. Like, oh, okay, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. No, that's the best film. Mortal doing Kombat Annihilation. That's the best. You got to do it the other way around. Mortal Kombat Annihilation <laughs> is you no, having to go around your entire house with a toothbrush, <laughs> uh, and you don't have any tiles. It's all carpeted, and the second you finish a room, a pair of muddy dogs jump <laughs> over your back, right? Glide down your face with their mud and, and balls and everything else <laughs> and just mess up the whole room all over again. That's Mortal Kombat Annihilation in this floor cleaning analogy. Okay, well, I mean, I get the analogy, I am, but I mean, that's a placeholder film until we can think of an actual bad film. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I'll need you to do me a favor during this review and not to put you on the spot. If you, and you're welcome to think this, if you believe that this film is actually better than the first one, I'll just, I'll need to see the working because I can't fathom how that's possible. I'll do that for you now. And I'll say it's not, it's not better in that, you know, the, the, the two films are fairly close to each other. This one, I think was a little bit, truer to the TV show, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. You're, you've got the the same mystery from start to finish. It's not, you know, you're not using one inst- uh, one mystery to introduce the characters um, and then you go straight off to another. No, no, right, right from the start, it's the, it's, it's the same villain all the, all the way through. There's a, there's a genuine mask reveal where it's not some bullshit robot and jacked up, you know, <laughs> nephew dog or whatever no it's just a, a, a an evil guy who has a has a history with Sorry, the jacked up nephew dog yeah. <laughs> maybe this <is> a weird <laughs> image it's it, it's a bit more truer to the to the tv show in that sense and that would okay. that's what makes it better it's still not 
entertaining because it's still kind of stupid. It has moments, don't get me wrong, it has moments just like the first one that were funny or good for whatever reason, but it still kind of falls flat compared to the TV show. Okay. But it's a better version of... Disagreed. (laughs) (laughs) I see, I thought that this film would be more infuriating for you, and we'll get into it during the main review, but I thought... But none of us. It's love. not less infuriating, Seb. Because okay. <laughs> none of us. It's just. Love. A, it's just a little bit prettier. Yeah. Oh, mm. None of us really yeah, fell in love with the real monsters of last film. And I don't mean visually. I mean like the concept of there being actual supernatural creatures. Yeah. This film is. It's science versus magic. I guess no sort of doesn't really. I know it's both. Whatever. Um. But the inclusion once again of real monsters. Goes good and bad for me. Good because I got to see just visually being able to see some of the monsters from the original cartoons in a movie was just it's nostalgia. It is what it is. But they weren't monsters. That's the they problem. They were always you know masks and and costumes yeah. and yeah. That's the thing. I I liked being able to see like the minor forty nine er towards the end of the film, but also the fact that the the, the, the tar monster for me is a big fucking problem. Um. <laughs> But once again, we'll get to them. So I'm kind of torn between, oh, that's cool to see what they look like, but also stop being real at the same <laughs> did, time. Did this movie rip off its climax from Ghostbusters? It is really where, similar, isn't it? Where, oh, where right. everything is, yeah, you've got, uh, what's his name? Oh, wait, um, Ghostbusters, the new- Peck? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Seb. One load of shit is enough for the week, Seb. <laughs> <laughs> No, the original one. You got Peck, who insists on throwing the switch and um, closing their nuclear uh, uh, trap or whatever, yeah, yeah. and all the ghosts are unleashed and they cause mayhem, and the team needs to, you know, solve the problem, catch the bad guy. Did it rip it off from that? See, I thought Ghostbusters two, in a sense that. Um, and then the end of the film is just a bunch of bullshit. That's no, no, sorry, not Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. No, 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 no. Too sorry. Um, Ghostbusters the has remake. The, oh, right. Okay, yeah. Just at the end where it's just like, oh, it's fucking everywhere, and you're like, oh, whatever, whatever. Sure. Let's let's <laughs> let's do trivia, and we'll get into this. I'm less thrilled about this movie, guys. But spoiler okay. alert: I'm ride or die for this franchise. So, <laughs> um, it it is basically the same down the line as. Uh, a Scooby-Doo as far as the, the audience reception is concerned. 5.1 on IMDb, exactly the same. Rotten Tomatoes, this one's slightly worse. 22% for critical score and 39% audience. So almost exactly the same. That seems uh, impossible that to me that these films would be viewed in the same light. Like that's 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 fucking crazy they're to not, me. They're not different enough from each other to to warrant a different like that I think that's entirely appropriate that that they're rated nearly identically because they are essentially the same film just with with a few different names for the for the villains and such it's the same story all over yeah there's really not a lot that's different they they cut the budget a little bit they they got 4 million less in their honeypot only 80 million dollars this time Ooh. Uh, but they took a lot less at the box office 181 million Ooh. so if you factor in marketing Maybe it made a little bit of money. Maybe not. I guess that explains why the film stopped here. <laughs> that's, that's probably a good place to do it when yeah. you're just above breaking even. Yeah. Okay, probably let's, let's not risk the next one. <laughs> Excuse <Is> me. <laughs> what have you got, Seb? I was going to say, I've actually watched this film, this different a different film, I just it just came to me and I had to remember I remembered it. I watched it like 
six, seven months ago. It must have been on Netflix called Daphne and Velma. But <laughs> you sure it wasn't an entry in Literotica or something? <laughs> this is you, you joke legitimately. <laughs> this entire film, so it's it's literally about Daphne and Velma becoming friends at school and solving a mystery together. Okay. It's some BS mystery. It's just Daphne and Velma. There's no Freddy or anyone. I else. watched that movie too, but it was on a website and it only went for about twenty minutes. <laughs> Once again, you guys joke. I only, I only lasted thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> this entire film, which is by the way an hour and twelve minutes, feels like the setup to a porn, the entire movie. It just feels like you'd be like, at any moment you'd be like, but when do their clothes come yeah. off? But they never, they never come the off. Clothes and never that's, come off. And that's fine. It's like, not a complaint. I'm just saying the entire film is shot like and feels like a low budget porn. Sure. And it, but it isn't, but it feels like it is, which is the weirdest thing. I'm sure everybody asked for a little bit more money to come back. So they probably had less money to actually put towards the production. Mm. And I'm not going to read it because time, but there is a user review on IMDb, which looks like it is longer than the script at this point. Because <laughs> it is one, two, three, four, six paragraphs oh long. Oh my God. And they are linked about Daphne and Velma. And I, I'll read it in my own time because I can only really imagine. I can't imagine what you would say about this film in one paragraph. It exists. Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> End statement. Well, um, but Velma, it makes this film look like an Emmy winner is what I'm getting at. The the filmmakers, um, despite uh, Peter Gunn's, Peter Gunn's? James Gunn's. James Gunn. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn's revelation that Daphne, of course she's, uh, Daphne, Velma, uh-huh. of course she's openly gay. Uh, the studio decided, nope, we're going to give Velma a boyfriend and give her a case of the not gays because we can't have gay people in films in 2004. If anything, if anything retcons you being gay, it's Seth Green. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is the film where when they they come out like there's like all their fan groups right and Daphne, yeah. and sorry the start of it opens up at them they're there to as as opening of, honor, of the opening of a museum of criminology yeah. or something yeah. and Shaggy has all the stoners Scooby has all the dogs yeah. Fred has all the people that like all the girls are swimming over him and the guy dressed and Velma like has the obvious lesbians yes <laughs> of course she does but she's not a lesbian in this film <sighs> but she's a she's an ally. Oh, fine. We'll give her that. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> but it's just the studio, again, shitting on the, the sort of, there's never any gay scene in the TV show, of course, but why I make mean, a character that everybody knows is, is gay? Why insist that she's, you know, got the hots for this, for this guy? Now, I don't want to get- it's 2003 and we're still a little bit scared of the gays. Oh, just don't address it. Just, there was never anything sexual about- there's never anything explicitly sexual <laughs> about, about the TV show, so just don't introduce it here. Several questions. Do people assume Velma's gay because she dresses conservatively and has a short haircut? I don't know. Is, she, just, is she conceived as perceived as gay just based on like those two like visual again, cues? There's, there's nothing. Right? There's nothing explicitly. I don't care. In, I'm just trying to work no. out why I thought. Like, is that because okay? In, there's nothing. There's nothing explicit in the shows that would lead you down that path. It just became a part of the culture and the zeitgeist that everybody just knows that Velma is gay. Okay, well, and that's, and that's just the way it is. In Scooby Doo Mysteries Incorporated, she's not gay <laughs> and she's the horniest character for Shaggy that you've ever met. Um, so I don't care, gay or not. Who I I, I don't yeah, care. It, no, it doesn't matter. But it and, seems like is is it just based? It must just be the short hair and the fact that she doesn't dress. Like a girly girl, I guess, but she does. She's wearing a fucking. I'm sure a lot of fan fiction fueled that that mm. this this common perception. Okay, but 
you can't ignore it. That's the perception of people who know Scooby-Doo. So either lean into it or just don't address it at all. Yeah. And you're making a kid's film, so you don't have to have it about boyfriends and things. It's Scooby-Doo. It's about the mystery. It's about solving it. However, yeah. if you're making a two-season uh, cartoon episode, you can definitely make Velma as horny as possible because <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, so Velma had the had the boyfriend. Um, the actors did their own stunts in this one. Wait, Velma had a boyfriend in the last film too. Velma is horny as fuck in this room. Sure, she was with horny. the she was with the guy, the brunette guy, who we didn't speak about once in the whole review. Uh, but oh, yeah, but she right. had that whole arc where she was like, "I'm gonna date you," and then this film, she's like, "I'm gonna date." To-. Velma sure. actually is the most promiscuous character in these two films. <laughs> Good, fine. Has nothing, to, has nothing to do with no, Scooby-Doo. James Gunn is progressive. <laughs> there you go. He did it. All the costumes that were featured in the museum were fully wearable. Cool. Oh, of course cool. they were. And Was the turkey, Franken-Turkey, Frank, whatever his name was, was that a real one? Because I didn't remember that one from the cartoons, but it could have been. Yeah. Was it the, the, the pterodactyl? No, no, no. There was a costume which was a mix between Frankenstein and a turkey. Oh, or, right. or, or a chicken. Okay. And sure. Franken something or other. Yeah. And because Shaggy was like, these are all problems, except yeah. for this guy. <laughs> like, it's like, whatever. And they were too cheap to even get a Bedford van for the mystery machine. In this one, it's a Chevy van. I was actually going to complain about the van because to me, it looked more like uh, the production team wanted something new to make. And I'm like, you've ruined yep. it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's all it is. It's just a, just cashing in on on the nostalgia. I mean, the it franchise. did suit Fred's they, new look in this film because he looked different. He looked more modern, I guess, for lack of term. He, there was something weird with him, like visually, like his outfit and everything compared to the sure. last film. And he kind of suited the van being shitty. So I guess he looked shittier is what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like his hair was just longer and that was about it. <laughs> Maybe that was but it. What, but why are they shittier? They, they, they've been invited to the opening of a criminology museum. No, no, he looks shittier. as in like, I don't like the, the design. But that, that, that's oh, my I, preference. I, I see, I see. Oh, he's wearing double denim. Oh, that explains it. <laughs> no one <laughs> good sake. wears double denim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the tar monster. Sorry, um, Andrew, you were saying. No, I am refusing to talk about this film any further. <laughs> it's all in your hands, Seb. It was your suggestion. You can hold the Scooby-Doo torch. Okay, so I didn't watch this film three times. Um, so I'm going to try my best. I barely watched it once. <laughs> so I'll try my best to go through the plot. But effectively, um, they're at their museum opening and they're showing off all the costumes of all the, the high-profile villains that they've taken down, um, including the pterodactyl ghost. Um, what act? What happened? All done with mirrors and Q-tips. And- <laughs> Which is hilarious. That was good. Um Anyway, uh, lightning strikes and the villain reveals himself for the movie. He's a <gasps> figure with a bl- like a white mask and black outfit. What's his name again? The I don't remember. Oh, that's annoying. He's just listed as the evil masked figure in the synopsis. I can't. Fi- I can't remember his actual name. Does he introduce himself every time? Maybe. This goes mystery gang. It is I, your nemesis. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he kind of does. I've just blanked on his damn name. Anyway, I'll find that in the meantime. Um, and he's there and he's resur- he's turned the pterodactyl ghost from a costume into an actual pterodactyl monster. Anyway, he attacks Mystery Inc., embarrasses them publicly and steals a bunch of costumes. And oh, then we no. meet the film's other antagonist, asterisk sort of, the reporter, the press, the free press, the fake news. Oh my God, this film is progressive. <laughs> um, what was her freaking name? Who played the reporter? Was it- um, Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone, thank you. So- 
she originally starts the off like she's darling a, of the 90s. She's mm. a huge mark for Mystery Inc. Uh, but progressively throughout this entire film, it's sort of a running joke that she'll take things that Fred says and play them out of context <laughs> to make him seem like- What? And it's hilarious The media time. taking- the fake news media. <laughs> taking quotes out of context. Um. Because at the very beginning, Fred's like giving this like wonderful speech about Coolsville, the place they're from, and he's like, "You know, Coolsville doesn't need us. Coolsville can can do things by itself." Like he's trying, he's kind of putting over the town, saying, and "No." She turns it around to him, saying, "Fuck you, Coolsville. <laughs> Who needs you?" Yeah, pretty much. And it's so funny. And what's even better is after Fred realizes that she's going to do that to him, he sets himself up again later in the movie by saying, "I'm not going to say anything to you because you're just going to make it sound like I said Coolsville sucks." And of course, they just play headline: Coolsville sucks. <laughs> Mystery Inc. <laughs> Once again, I, I maintain that Fred gets the best lines in both of these films, yeah. like the biggest pops for me, anyway. Um, anyway. So the team's embarrassed because they got, you know, the floor mopped with themselves. That's playing into your your, your end rating, Andrew. Um, by the pterodactyl ghost, they go to try and find out, well, okay, the pterodactyl ghost is involved, going back, finding out the man who was the original pterodactyl ghost, Jacob Jacobo? Something Jacobo? Something, something like that. that yeah. Anyway, he's dead. Um, he was effectively sent to Alcatraz <laughs> and tried to pterodactyl suit his way out of Alcatraz and fell to his death. That's the premise. So they're like, let's go find, oh, that's weird. His um, cellmate from Scooby-Doo prison only just came out of prison. The man who played the original Black Knight ghost, who's played by the uh, the, the fa- Peter Boyle, the, the Peter father Boyle. from- um, Everybody Ever- Loves Raymond. That's the one. Oh, I know him as Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Young, young Frankenstein. Yep. Yeah. Um, good shit. Um, <laughs> so they go to they go to him to find to see if he's involved at all because he just happens to have been released around about the same time that his old cellmate's monster was there. Turns out they hate each other. There's, <laughs> there's no real relation there at all. I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're, but he's probably behind it all, probably because he has a history of being evil and he showed up. You know, he didn't show up. A, they went to his house. Scene. No, he was there was he? at the at, yeah, the at the very start. Oh, the very start. start. We, we've got reporter lady mm. reporting on them. He's in in the background there, kind of giving him. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Mean look, like oh, mystery ink. I can't wait to get you. This film just go, just gained a star. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they they all go. Oh, they're a team fully now. We should establish like at the end of the last film, they're fully reunited. So they are they are mystery ink still in this film. What you mean? There's no horrible contrived situation where they all split up again. No, at the start good. of the film for some reason. That comes later in the film and they all get captured. Ah, oh, of course, <laughs> um, yeah. So they go to, um, what's his name? Old Man Wickles. Wickles, yeah. Um, they go to his mansion. Oh, I feel like I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. We establish that Seth Green owns the museum that's filled with all the, the mystery and nostalgia stuff. Like he, memorabilia. He's the curator of the museum. <laughs> what a mark. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they go to um, Old Man Wickles' mansion to look for clues. That's when they get attacked by the actual living proper Black Knight ghost. I guess living's the wrong adjective there, but <laughs> the real Black Knight ghost attacks them. The real dead one. Yeah. <laughs> then they escape and they find out that the museum's been attacked again while they were busy. <gasps> and they get blamed for being incompetent for that because apparently they're also the police. Yeah. Alicia Silverstone has no chill in this film. The, no, the Mystery Inc, they're on top of every single crime. Involving monsters and things. Yeah, come on. And that's where we get the the, the amazing jurisdiction, guys. You really dropped the ball here. Yeah, 
the amazing Coolsville sucks line <laughs> comes from that scene. Um, the team. Oh yeah, sorry. Kind of a subplot for this entire thing is the teams blaming themselves for the original mess up because specifically Velma and Daphne and Freddie are blaming themselves for not <laughs> compensating around the fact that Shaggy and Scooby are incompetent. <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby hear this, so their whole thing in this film is actively trying, trying to be to good. Be good. Yeah, um, which plays into the, the end. So just worth noting that they're, they're, they're actively trying not to screw up, which means they're screwing they up have- harder than they've ever screwed up before. <laughs> they have some funny scenes because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit, they, they go to investigate because they all find different clues in the mansion and Shaggy and Scooby go and do their own one where they go to a, a, a dockside bar that's effectively just filled with patrons that are old people Ooh. that they have put in jail, which yep. is a great bit. I love that. <laughs> um, as a sketch, hilarious. Weirdly, I've seen this done again, this exact thing. There was a, I sort of the cinemas weirdly enough. There was a Harley Quinn animated movie that got a theatrical release in Australia, of all things, maybe two, three years ago. And it's Harley teaming up with Batman to go stop some plot. Doesn't matter. But Harley needs intel. So she takes Batman to a, to a place that's called like the Henchman's Bar or something. And it's just filled with people that Batman is like <laughs> punched in the face. And they go through this, pretty much this exact same thing. But Batman has no chill and he stays in costume the entire time. <laughs> so there's never a part where they don't know it's Batman. It's just everyone furious that Batman's there and Harley trying to get information. Anyway, they and do this all the scene. gin joints in all the world. <laughs> yep. Batman had to walk into theirs. <laughs> so they go to this Henchman's Bar in horrible disguise where... Anyway, to Snoop, so Shaggy tries to interrogate, or lack of a better term, old man Wickles, and Scooby has a dance number, which is awful in every way, <laughs> and his, his fake afro comes off, and everyone's like, wait a minute, that talking dog with an afro is Scooby-Doo? <laughs> and it's kind of funny, actually. It's, it's, it's the absurdest sort of humour, because yep. it's so stupid. Um, do they actually wasn't get he, a clue, though? Wasn't he dressed as a woman? He was dressed as like a like from like the disco area, like flare yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah, I think he was a woman. I didn't. He was a woman in the first one when he was just the old woman to get onto the airplane. Scooby Doo always dresses as a woman. I didn't think he was a woman. I thought he was a dude. These oh, films right. really are very progressive now that we're looking back on them. Yeah. So, do they get any clues oh. from this though? Uh, I don't even remember. The only thing that they really get from this is they run into Seth Green's character like strong arming some henchmen because he's furious and is trying to get some street justice to find it out. So they're there in theory to set up another red herring. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I can't remember if they actually got any clue clues though. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the bad person makes monsters. Someone please fill me in. I, I'm literally, I'm <laughs> sketchy in this middle section here. At some point... Oh yeah, then they go back to the lab and Shaggy and Scooby continue to fuck up and they accidentally turn on the machine that turns... Like uh, yeah, five the monsters that real. The monsters. Right. Yeah. So now there's monsters unleashed. Right? Here we get our little Ghostbusters thing. Do we? Where, where monsters are terrorizing the, the city. Oh, yeah, that yeah. thing. Um I'm mixed about these monsters in that I hate everything about them. <laughs> yeah. But I like seeing them. But I hate everything else. Yes. The tar monster is my least favorite thing in all the world. <laughs> the, I th- we described it best when watching it in a sense that it looked like they forgot to finish him when making the movie. <laughs> that sounds like they got halfway and like good enough. And like, <laughs> was it good enough? Like anyway, 
Can someone jump on here? I'm trying to remember in plot wise where we actually come from. No, I'm afraid I <laughs> yeah, I zoned down for a lot of this film. I I mean, you ultimately get to the ending where they where they catch the bad guy. Of course they do. Because I'll, I'll level with you guys. I was drinking when I finished this movie. So. <laughs> I wish I was drinking during it. And despite the fake outs of it being, um, they have a whole scene where they're trying to escape the the lair or whatever it is, and we get the fake out again of. Uh, Seth Green's character, I forget his name. Wait, it's um, in front of me. Patrick Wisely. Wisely, where Daphne, Velma um, is with him and we're kind of getting the sense that he's the bad guy, but she falls through the thing and he saves her and she falls in love with him. And blah, 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 blah. He's fine. I actually like Seth Green in this film. So we know it's, it's not him and then we know it's not Peter Boyle. And it, oh my god, it, it ends up being the reporter all along. But who was the reporter actually? It was oh, you Jacobo. Mean <laughs> right? It was Jacobo, right? I'm remembering correctly. Yes. It was the dead yeah, guy. Yeah, he didn't die and he was just getting his revenge. And the only way he could think to do that was to disguise himself as a reporter. And hook for some up reason with these poor cameramen. Develop a career <laughs> guy. spanning probably several years because they don't just put you on the in front of the camera straight away. And she had a rapport. Um, yep. so was like, with Mystery Inc. So you yep. know she's been reporting them for years. So he's been playing a long game for some reason. He's had access to them already. Why is he waiting for this particular moment? Yeah, Got to lull him into that false sense of security. Why not just <laughs> go to like a press so mixer stupid. and just poison their punch or something? Yeah. And then we get a gay joke as well out of it. Did we? Oh, the kissing. Yeah, the, the cameraman is, is the accomplice because of course, why not? Oh, actually- I you're, not, you're not given any clues to, to, to help scene. you out. It's just fake out after fake out and you mm. don't actually get to be along for the mystery. You're just watching things play out until they tell you what was going on. I'm gonna put it's not one satisfying. Scene. One scene. Good. I say one scene, one part of a scene. So it's after the sec- when they get blamed for not being there to stop the second museum break-in. Yeah. And um, Silverstone's character is being a bitch again. And Daphne's just watching her. And she goes up to her and she's like, okay, I've 100% worked out this mystery. It's you. Why are you doing this? And then the the reveal of the bad guy on the roof and it's meant to make you think like, okay, so it's not her because she literally can't be in two places yeah. at once. And I actually like that Daphne's like, no, no, I. this is very obvious that like I've been in this situation a lot of times. There's one person fucking with us the entire time. It's you. I'm calling you out right here, right now, 30 minutes into this film. Why are you doing this? I actually really like that. I think it's a really strong moment for Daphne that she's like, no, I've we've literally gone over this a hundred times. No fucking around. You're the bad guy. Good shit. And I, I like that, that they explain why there's two of them with the cameraman later on and stuff. It's sure. scream. It's it's scream yeah, in a sense like literally. that. But I just, also just a really strong scene from actual Sarah Michelle Gell. I think there was just one little glimpse of fucking brilliance in this film <laughs> apart from the fuck Coolsville line um, was that and I was, I was like yeah good on you good for not being a dumb character in a film especially historically how Daphne gets treated in the franchise yeah just having that strong moment of I'm tired of seeing my friends get the shit kicked you know get, because of you know you're making stuff up I'm gonna stand up for them and also just saying blanketly yep. I've I've solved this mystery super early and it's true it's it ends up being true, but they don't they don't end it there. No, well they don't because they, they, that's when they do like oh, there's two, and then you're like, well, no, she I, can't know. Be, I and, know, I know, and that's and it's such an unsatisfying part of the story. But at that, least they set up the fact that there was 
it was a scream scenario where there was two villains. Sure. So at least I don't think that's the, terribly clever. That's not clever, but at least they at least I hate reveals that just happen and then you're meant, but there's no clue there to work yeah, it out. Like nothing. And the fact that it. her cameraman wasn't there, like even when she's like, "Well, thanks for screwing up my no, no, I can't get the shot," and she can't find her cameraman. Like it, it, it's all in that scene telling you, "Oh, well, okay, the cameraman's not there." There's two of them. Daphne's called her out. Like it all, you could piece together that those yeah. three, uh, sorry, those two other villains from that one scene and be 100% correct because of it. So sure. It's, all, it's, 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 it's not it's knives consistent. out good, yeah. but, it's, but it's there. Yeah. It's consistent, but you're not along for the ride. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't give you enough to be along for the ride. Yeah. If the movie was more of this sort of stuff, like this, this sort of level of thinking, I'd be so and that's And that's what makes this one better than the first Scooby-Doo in that at least you get the sense that they were, you know, maybe in essence trying to recreate the TV show, that it wasn't that it wasn't just you know a fresh take and you know who cares what the actual story was. Yeah, this one at least feels more like the TV show. It's still a bad version of it, but it feels more like it. Okay. Um. So, continuing Scooby, I keep saying Scrappy, Scooby and um, Shaggy's <laughs> arc. Um, the mystery ink sort of breaks off and they take on each of these monsters in either pairs or individually to get them out because they need to get this device back to the monster lair to reverse the process that made them just, you know, kill them, whatever. And they take out all the monsters. So well, most of the monsters, they're all pretty good, but they all get sort of captured in the same way. <gasps> and it comes down to Shaggy and Scooby to completely... yeah. Finish it. They complete their arc. They can. They succeed. They get it all done. They succeed where literally Velma, Daphne, and Freddy couldn't. And it's not contrived in a sense. Like they all get captured. That's probably as contrived as it gets. But it's not like they don't. They don't fall into it. They intentionally save the day. Um, and yeah, we get the reveal that it's Jacobo and all that stuff that we were going on. That's pretty much the end. It's what a surprise. I mean, I was surprised in a sense that. He, I forgot that it was him until this review. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I know it's Alicia Silverstone under there and I know she's a guy, but which guy was she? <laughs> that guy. And that's pretty much it. Um, before we hit verdicts, any particular, I know we kind of glossed over it, but any particular scenes that you guys wanted to go through? I love the, um, that high school flashback scene where the casting agents have done a terrible job of finding anybody that looks even relatively like the grown-up cast. That was super impressive to me. Um, Not even close. The outfit that Daphne gives Velma to look sexy in is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, the red leather. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Oh, she's like, you, was it? You look, you look like you need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, but I can't. It's <laughs> 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 so whatever it is. Uh, that, that, that was good. Um, yeah. I, apart from the the villains bar was a the, highlight for the me. The villains That's bar. A fun scene, yeah. It was a nice idea. Yeah, again, in isolation, could have been done better a, as well. But yeah. And, and in a sketch, it's hilarious, right? Just that there is this place where you know, defeated um, you know, villains of the, of, of the mystery gang all hang out together and wallow, wallow together. They get some, some sort of uh, comfort. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that they're not the only ones. It's a funny idea, but it doesn't, it doesn't really do much for the film. Andrew, I just realized, what was Old Man Wickles doing this entire film? What was he actually doing? What Trying. was he doing? To sell a theme park to some investors. Oh, was he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was actually doing the real estate thing. Look at him go. <laughs> but he went legitimate. <laughs> yeah, he tried to. <laughs> he wasn't subverting it. He was just... <laughs> God, how... Okay, 
this is not political. I just, just, just a funny thought experiment. How funny would it be if, out of all the the allegations that are being thrown towards Trump, if the one that landed him in jail was the fact that he was dressing up like some sort of spooky monster to, <laughs> to lower prices at places to buy for his empire? How that would be a funny way of taking him down. Like how they got was it Capone on like tax dodging or some shit or anything? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I want to see. Um, verdict time, guys. We're going so well for time today. I don't know. It, it were enjoyable parts. This is really short as well. Like it's hard to, I, I, I hate being that guy, but I always rank a movie on how much of my life it wastes. And this is an <laughs> hour 33, which is an hour 33 more than I would like to lose. Oh my God, this movie's longer than the, this one, this feels shorter than the first one. And yeah, it's four minutes it does, longer. Hey. Yeah. It, it flows nicer. Mm. Like as I say, it is the better of the two, mm. but that, that alone does not make it good. Yeah. I don't know. Like this one's weird for me. Like I've from listening to like you talk about it, I can see how it is the better film, but I still prefer the first one. Okay. I, I don't know why. Like, I think maybe it's just that like, I don't think I'd actually seen this one until now, but oh, I had okay. very, very fond memories of the first one from when I was younger. So it's probably just that nostalgia factor right. playing into it pretty heavily, but I, I still enjoyed it. Like I, if I was going to watch a Scooby-Doo movie, I'd watch the first one again, like as preference, <laughs> okay. but I did really enjoy it. Like it's got some really, some really fun scenes and stuff in it. I do think that it leans a bit more heavily into like being a bit more cartoonish in ways, but while watching it, I think it's just like, it's literally, I think it's just the set design. Like there's something okay. that just feels way more like, you know, everything just looks painted on. Whereas like a it lot of the- probably is- a Or like cheaper, CGI or something, yeah. but a lot of the sets in the first movie look like, well, they were, and they looked a lot better because they're a bit more practical. And that that kind of took me out of the movie a little bit, weirdly enough. But otherwise it's it's good. Like I'd still watch it again, but I would lean more preferentially to the first one. It's it's not a chore to watch it. No, I, not I, at all. I'll, I'll agree with you there that it's it's fine for, for what it is. It's not, it doesn't blow you away. You know, there aren't, many laugh out loud moments. There are a few good lines here and there and a few interesting scenes, but on the whole, the movie is just so whatever that none of that, none of that elevates it back up. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it just begins to drown straight away and then, okay, you you're never quite below the surface, but you're not really at a comfortable level. Sure. Either. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it's, it's not an effort to, to watch the film. You can, chill out, get high or get drunk or whatever, and it's a fine way to spend 93 minutes, um, that doesn't mean you should. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's weird. So I am i wouldn't recommend this one either. Don't see either of the Scooby-Doo films. It's weird for me. In the first one, at the very beginning of the first five minutes, when Mystery Inc. breaks up, it actually genuinely upsets me. Not to the point of tears or anything, but I, I actually feel like, oh, Okay, and this film has no equivalent moment for me, whether it's a, a feeling right. of happiness or sadness or nothing. This film never makes me actually feel anything. I'll go laugh, and I mean, if you could, if you're laughing, maybe you're having a good time. I, I, I guess you can make that assumption, but I don't actually feel happy while doing it. Um, not not outwardly anyway. Um, it's not bad. It's just it's it's and as cheesy as it says, I just feel like the first movie actually had more of a heart to it, and this film it isn't interested in telling that sort of story this is meant to be more of your you know here we go let's just have a, a bit of a romp you know what it is what it is sort of thing and it suffers like that from me because i'd like to get something emotionally out of it but it's inoffensive 
Um, am I going to watch yeah. it again? I've I generally avoid this one. I'm I've rewatched the first one, you know, dozens. I've probably seen it like fifteen times, honestly, in my life. Three times <laughs> for the for last week's report. Um, <laughs> oi, guys, sorry, dog's barking. Um, but this they don't one, like the movie either for no reason, I guess. But I mean, the dog's going crazy, so I'll call it there. I don't recommend this film, but I, I still stand by last film. But um, yeah, let's get out of here, guys. You are wrong. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash second take. You can also follow me on Twitter, shall you so desire, at Jordan MSPP. You can follow me at Bastion underscore James, uh, secondtakepodcast.com and secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash second take. Now, we'll be back next week. Assuming that there are some ridiculous restrictions that are thrown to us, we should be reviewing the Christopher Nolan film Tenet. A little bit late for the Australian release, but also crazy early compared to everywhere else in the world. Um, so assuming that we don't get hit with some restrictions that close down the cinemas in the next week, which I'd like to think is not going to happen, but we don't, we don't know. That'll be it. And then following that, we're actually going and doing um, the original John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, assuming that... Their schedule doesn't get changed. But yeah, we'll see you in a week. Have a good one. Bye. Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugara people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures, and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. 